I really, really want to get to uh, Lee and Chrissy Hicks, uh, parents of uh, Yulia Hicks, this 14-year-old girl who needs the kidney transplant. Uh, Lee and Chrissy are both Army veterans. They are parents to 11 children, eight biological children and three adopted children. You want to talk family goals? This is like the family. This is the family that I, I suspect we all aspire to. Okay, they live in North Carolina. They homeschool their kids. They're doing everything right. They are so grounded here, and all they are asking is that the medical establishment give their daughter basic treatment. And this medical center, this Duke University Children's Hospital, is behaving in a way that is simply evil. I don't don't know how else to, it's just evil to say, yeah, oh, you you need, you like that kidney? Oh, you like your daughter? You want your daughter to live? Okay, take the shot. Take the shot that we lied to you about for two years. Take the shot that has killed people, that has killed a lot of people, actually. Okay, and that's not a conspiracy theory. That's well attested to at this point. Even, Even the, the, uh, medical establishment will admit it in some moments of candor. Okay. And, and t- take, take the shot that has, I, I think, been shown to complicate things such as organ donation. Take it because we tell you to. And if, we do, and if you don't do what we tell you to do, we're going to take your kid from you. Lee, Chrissy, thank you for coming on the show. Thank, thank you for having us. Uh, so awful uh, what you're going through. Uh, obviously, you've got my, my sympathy and I'm sure it's sympathy from everybody out there. Before we figure out how to fix it, what exactly has Duke been telling you? Well, we've been seen um, by the Duke doctors for her dialysis for the last two years. Once the COVID vaccine became, um, I guess, approved for children, I think that was in March last year, they started saying, like, do you want to give her the shot? Do you want to give her the shot? And we kept pushing back and saying, no, we're not going to do the shot. And they would say, well, you're not going to get a transplant without it. And I just kept telling them, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Let's just focus on doing you know, dialysis with her. She fought COVID in January of 2022, 24 hours. It was a very mild case, no problems. And she, she got over it right away. So we've always been pushing back against the shot. Of course. What is the argument here to to get it? Because I remember when the shot first came out, uh, the Fauci's of the world were, were, insisting that everybody get it and then everyone get the second one and everyone get the third one because it was so effective that you had to get like five of them. And, but, then, but then even medical doctors, even people from the big uh, medical establishment institutions came out and admitted actually COVID doesn't pose this huge risk to younger people. Actually, some of the vaccines seem to pose a greater risk specifically to younger people than COVID does. This is why the use of the vaccine has been banned places all over the world for people under the age of 30, for teenagers. So how do they even look at you with a straight face and say, your 14-year-old girl who faces statistically zero risk from COVID, uh, she uh, has to take the shot or we won't give her a kidney? They don't give an explanation at all. And they just tell us that that's part of the CDC's recommendation changed in October. And that's when they said, okay, now you're going to have to get, get the shot. If you want one. They, they say it's not a recommend or a requirement, but it is because they say it's, it's just uh, highly recommended, but you can't get the kidney without getting the vaccination. And so it's, it is a requirement. They're just playing semantics with words. And up until October, they were doing kidney transplants without the vaccine. We know that for a fact. We have one of the guys reached out to us and told us he received a kidney without the vaccine in October. So it was up, up until October, this past October, they were doing that. And now all of a sudden they changed their tone and make it a requirement. 
And then they don't give us an explanation. They said, you don't get the kidney if you don't get the vaccination. That's an amazing trick of language. They say it's a recommendation, but it's actually a requirement because the medical centers say, well, we are going to force you to follow all the CDC recommendations. So the CDC gets to get away with saying, no, no, we're not requiring it. But in practice, this is required for everybody. So what is your opposition to your daughter getting the vaccine? Is it medical? Is it religious? Is it political? Is it all of the above? I was going to say, can it be all the above? Um, So we've always requested medical, I mean, religious exemptions for all the vaccines that have aborted fetal cell lines. We've done it with all of our children. Um, This is no different. However, um, there's just so much evidence mounting about the dangers of this vaccine. I mean, you really have to be blind or turning a blind eye if you don't see how much is happening with this vaccine. Um, on top of that, we've done a lot of research on our own and found peer review articles that are showing that there is a higher risk of rejection with solid organ transplant if they've been vaccinated. So I guess I would have to say all of the above. Of course, of course. Makes makes perfect sense. But as we've, we were just discussing earlier today, there is now a, a major attack on religious liberty uh, coming from the Congress and coming from the White House. I mean, this bill that they just signed, the Respect for Marriage Act, effectively uh, prohibits Christian, Jewish, Muslim, and ordinary agnostic people from uh, refusing to participate in a so-called gay marriage in public life. I mean, it's, it's, though the, the headline seems to be this is about marriage, it's ultimately really about suppressing religion. And that's true in many ways of the COVID vaccine. There, there are mm-hmm. very strong bioethical, religious, moral arguments for not taking this vaccine. And in most areas of public life, you look at the military exemptions, you look at government exemptions, they try to do it even with private sector exemptions. Uh, the, the, the powers that be say, too bad. I don't care. Take your, take your religion and stuff it. So is this just a Duke problem or is this any medical center you could go to? Well, okay. no, I was say there's, so there are other children hospitals in North Carolina that require the same thing right. for a kidney transplant. You cannot get the kidney transplant without the vaccination, which makes no sense to me. But there are places in Texas and Florida that yes. will do it without. So there, it's being done in this country without. It's not like we're putting her life in danger by not following the doctors that know how to do transplants. That's not what we're getting at. But there are other places that are doing it. In fact, Duke was doing it. Just three months ago, they were giving transplants to unvaccinated patients. And now suddenly we are being excluded from that. And we have been fighting this mandate other ways too. So we had to fight the mandate for our kids to go to college without getting the shot. This isn't the first time we've had to fight the mandates. Right. 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 Of course. No, we did it at the Daily Wire. We ended up suing the federal government. We were the first company to, to bring this lawsuit. That uh, all, m- Mercifully, that one, we won. Some of the other lawsuits about the military exemptions and all the rest, uh, that th- those did not work out. But the one that we were on, we won. And we did it because we said, well, what are we going to do? If, if the government does come down and say, you as a business have to mandate this for your employees, we would have to go along with it or close up shop. There was no other option because the, the fees could end up being hundreds of thousands of dollars per day. <laughs> so they, they could tyranny. bankrupt the it's, business it's, within it's two tyranny. weeks. Yeah. That's right. It's, yeah. it's medical tyranny. It's no, right. all of it. It's all, it's all of it's tyranny. tyranny. That's right. If we don't have the freedom to choose what we decide is, is injected into our body, then we've lost our freedoms altogether. You've got the option in Florida. You've got the option in Texas. Yeah. Is that ultimately what you're going to have to do? I mean, I, I, I can't imagine it's exactly cheap, especially if you've got, you've got 11 kids. I can't imagine it's cheap to go, you know, uh, post up a home in Texas for however long this process will take. 
So um, we're waiting to be accepted. You actually have to apply to these transplant centers. So we're hoping to um, hear something really soon because we have a lot of donors that have reached out or potential donors that want to be tested to see if they can be Yulia's match. But we can't send them to a medical center. Duke has cut off our potential donors as well. So we have to get a medical center set up so that they can go there and be tested for Yulia. Yes, it will be very expensive for us to have split ops. Um, That's why we had a friend set up a Give, Send, Go for us. So that's givesendgo.com backslash kidney for Yulia. People have been so generous to us. So many people have reached out to us. And also, I just want to say, too, that when we got the microphone, I don't know why we got the microphone, because there's a lot of people in the same situation. Mm. But we want to use our microphone to help other people. And so many families have reached out to us already. We've been able to connect them, let them know which medical centers they need to reach out to to try to get their loved ones transplants as well. So that's givesendgo.com slash kidney for Yulia with a Y, Y-U-L-I-A. So people can go there to help out. Uh, We also have a website, yuliagrace.com, and that's where people can contact us if they want um, to be a potential donor or if they, you know, if there's other medical centers that we're not aware of yet. Um, We are hoping this one in Florida works out, but we're still have to wait and see. Well, that, that's good. Obviously, people can uh, go donate and pray. Also, uh, praying would, is always a good thing to do. Absolutely, Ultimately, yes. Absolutely. So that's how you, you can help in that situation. There's something else that I want to do, though, which is I want to punish Duke for what they're doing. I think, actually, it's not, not enough just to, just to help the, the people who have clearly been victimized here. But you need to make sure that this is not permitted to continue into the future. We were talking earlier on the show about retribution, and I think Duke deserves some serious justice for their crimes here, okay? And so from a political standpoint, how do we stop medical centers from from doing this? So we have uh, retained a lawyer, Mike Yoder, and he is working that right now, uh, punitive damages to Duke. And uh, so that's, that's ongoing right now. That's what we're trying to do right now to help to hold uh, Duke accountable for this, you know, travesty in my mind. But people can call Duke as, if they want to as well and let their yeah. opinions be known. But we just ask that there's mm-hmm. no foul language used or any death threats. Um, we want to keep this civil, but for Duke to understand that we're not alone. There's other people in this country that also agree with what we're doing. Right. Uh, that is an important point. You, <laughs> you've got to make sure that uh, when you engage in these political actions, you don't give the leftists, the opportunity to paint you as a terrorist or all the way that they ordinarily talk about us. Though conservatives don't really need to be told this. I think conservatives generally know this, but it's, it's always good to repeat because I, it, I remember uh, not that long ago here in Nashville, we discovered that Vanderbilt Children's Hospital was performing transgender procedures on little kids. And this is, this is Tennessee, okay? We're talking about a pretty red state here. And, and we discovered this and we, we found out people just didn't really know about it. And yeah. so we, we gathered a lot of information. My colleague, Matt Walsh, has, has made the transgender issue something of a hobby horse of his and had a big movie come out about it. So he just published a Twitter thread with the, the research that the Daily Wire had compiled. And the moment we shed a light on this, like within days, the, the Vanderbilt University just caved because they didn't want. And I, I just suspect if if people in North Carolina, taxpayers, donors, even to Duke Medical, politicians who have a lot to say about the, the conduct here, if they just knew that this was happening, I cannot imagine how it, it would be tolerated for much longer. 
I agree. I agree with you. We have had a couple of legislators reach out to us, but we have heard no more from them. So mm. I don't know. I hope that something does happen that we're out as well. How is your daughter doing through all of this? Um, she's doing amazing. She, I've said on other interviews too, she's the most amazing little girl. She's been through so much in her life. We're her third family in America. Uh, I mean, she's, she's been through so much, but she just pushes through with a smile on her face. She's always happy, always wanting to help so involved with all the other kids in the family. I mean, she really is just an amazing person. Uh, you, you mentioned that you're the third family. How did you come to adopt her? Well, so that's a long story. story. <laughs> but, uh, so the first family, they, I met them in, in Ukraine in 2018. We adopted our first uh, ado- daughter from Ukraine. And uh, there was another family that adopted them here in North Carolina. That didn't work out. They sent uh, her to Arizona to another family to, to potentially adopt her. That didn't work out. So they were on a flight on a plane back to North Carolina. The family here that originally adopted her uh, was not able to go pick them up at the airport. So we did because I knew who they were, wow. her and her brother. And uh, so we picked them up at the airport. We thought we were going to be keeping them for a weekend just to kind of figure out what we're going to, you know, who's going to adopt them or what we're going to do in the next steps. And we ended up, being the family that they, uh, they yeah. end up going to. So you know, we're very have, grateful for that. I have total family size envy right now. I, we, you know, <laughs> I, got, I got married. We got started a little bit later. I, I, I hope to catch up. I think uh, it's just a matter of biology. I'm not quite sure we could get up to eight biological children, though you've adopted <laughs> as well. Now, it, uh, your family size is unusual by today's standards. By historical standards, it's not, but by modern liberal society standards, it certainly is. What has impelled you to have such a large family? God. <laughs> Simply answer, God. Yeah. It was never our plan to have no. a big family, um, <laughs> but my husband was military and we traveled around the world and um, our oldest son kept praying for a brother and they just kept coming. So there we go. Three girls, no, we, four girls and, and seven, seven boys. boys. We wouldn't have it any other way though. Like our life is crazy and chaotic and amazing and beautiful. That, that is amazing. And you, you mentioned your uh, military service, so thank you, thank you for your service. It, it even drives home the point further than it already was. In, in political stories, sometimes the details are kind of complicated, and these, these are nuanced issues and questions. And sometimes it's just pretty clear who the good guys are and the bad guys are. And I mean, if, if you, if you took this story to a Hollywood producer and you said, Hey, I got this story about a family, military veterans, you know, big loving family, adopted children, a poor little girl who needs a kidney transplant. And then a bunch of doctors who out of, out of a vindictive spiteful tyranny are demanding that she inject herself with a dangerous drug or, or they won't give her her kidney. And, and that's going to be the movie. The, the, you know what the Hollywood producer would say? The producer would say, right, come on, it's a little too on the nose. Come on, let's make it a little more realistic <laughs> here, okay? But, but this is what's really happening to you. It is. Really absolutely. This us. is real yeah. life. Yeah. Have other families. We joke with Julia all the time that she should write her, um, she should write about her autobiography. So maybe she'll actually get that out of this. <laughs> yeah, right. she's, a, she's a ferocious reader and she does write books. Yeah. You, you uh, mentioned other families who are in a similar position. Have any of them reached out to you as a result of the publicity? Yes, that there's one little boy who's only two years old in South Carolina and they, are re- re- they okay. will not give yeah. him a transplant either without the vaccine, which is unconscionable to me. He's two years old. Um, I've been talking to that grandfather a lot. We were trying to get him to another medical institute, and he's trying to fight 
um, the tyranny down there in South Carolina as well. I didn't even know the vaccine was approved for two-year-olds, much less that they would mandate it. I know. Right. It's, so, it's horrific. I think the CDC is now recommending down to six months old Yeah, for so. this vaccine. Six Which is unconscionable. Months. Yeah, that's unconscionable to me. I can't believe that. What's amazing oh. about it, too, I mean, you, you say that, uh, obviously, your religious family, God is at the center of, of so much that has happened in your, in your family. But humility is the beginning of wisdom. You know, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And you would just think that after two years of the experts in the lab coats being proven wrong, and in some cases being proven to have lied about and, and to have been negligent about this virus and this vaccine repeatedly, time and time again, on the safety, on the efficacy, on the, the way that the technology would even work, on what the virus is, on where the virus came from, on how to stop getting the virus, on, every, on just every single thing about it. They might have just a little bit of humility and loosen their grip and their demands just a little bit. But it seems that it's only gone in the opposite direction. It seems that they've only, only clamped down even further. Yeah, it's, I really feel like it's a power struggle at this point. Like hmm. they, they want their way and we're not going to do it. So then they're going to withhold what we need. Have you raised significant amount of money yet to, to be able to afford going to Texas or Florida? Yes, we really have. People have been very way gener- very much. I mean, we're overwhelmed by the generosity of perfect strangers and mm-hmm. have the words of encouragement that have come to us. Um, it's been amazing. There have been some nasty comments, but I would say it's 10 to 1 in support of us. Of course. I can't even imagine who the nasty comments are from. Maybe it's just Dr. Fauci with his pseudonymous accounts or something. You know, that, <laughs> Well, a lot of times they don't give their real email. It's just like a made-up email and there's a lot of foul language, and you know, but we just delete it and move on. Of course, of course. Uh, That's all that one can really do. I mean, I I just think from the beginning, especially of this whole COVID operation, uh, there has been this concerted effort, not only to force people to comply with their absurd demands, but to discourage people. But to say, you can never beat us. You can, we, we've got all of the power. We've got all of the cards. You, you know, that's so much about what you will comply with. I think ultimately came down to is that mm-hmm. there, there were people who didn't had religious objections to the vaccine who just knew because they had good guts and common sense that there was probably something a little bit weird about this experimental drug that was concocted in five minutes and didn't undergo any long-term trials. Uh, and, and, but, but because they, you know, they just didn't want to, they couldn't lose their job. Some people, they just couldn't right. lose their job or they couldn't say no, or they were in the military or they can't, for whatever reason, they just went, because they fell into discouragement, you have not been discouraged. It's no. all the Lord. Like it's, we really just are leading on God and he's carrying us through this. Um, we, we, we joke that we never know what our life is going to be from day to day. And it kind of just blew up in the last week, but we really feel like we are doing what is right and good. And we'll just keep clinging to that. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. You, uh, I'm pleased to see, have not been discouraged. And your story is a great encouragement to a lot, a lot of other people because everyone's been up against some pressure during the, the COVID regime. Very few people have been up against the kind of pressure that you were up against and, and you've stood firm and, and people have come out to help and people are standing with you. So please head on over if you are so inclined. It's end of year. This is when people start, you know, writing checks anyway before uh, New Year's Eve. So uh, head on over to give, send, go, slash. 
So it's givesendgo.com backslash kidney for Yulia. Kidney for Yulia. Uh, Lee, Chrissy, thank you both for coming on the show. We'll keep you in our prayers and and, uh, hope to see a happy outcome sooner rather than later. Thank you so much. And thanks for telling our story. Of course. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. We'll see you next time.